This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today. This is day 30 of our summer road trip, Thursday, August 8th. And today we woke up at the beautiful campsite in the Bighorn National Forest that overlooked the Bighorn Mountains. And we had a great pancake and egg breakfast. And it's with our powdered eggs that we usually do. Yep, our delicious, easy-to-make powdered eggs. Just add water. Yeah, it's great for the road trip because you don't have to keep them cold. And it's also great for backpacking because you don't have to worry about them breaking. And they don't taste as delicious, but it's convenient and simple. Yeah. And all you have to do is add water. Make some scrambled eggs. Um, And then the pancakes, we put Sarah's homemade strawberry jam on again. And those were delicious. Yeah, they're really delicious with the pancakes, strawberry jam. And that's one thing that was easy to carry on the road, too. She just threw some in a mason jar, and we've had it in our insulated cooler for a while. Um, But no ice, really, so it's still room temperature. But at least it doesn't get, like, super hot in the car. So, and I think the honey... um, acts as a kind of a preservative in a way just a natural type preservative yeah and it's almost been a week since it's been out of the fridge and it's we haven't gotten sick or anything yeah (laughs) and it tastes good no funk yeah so um we started out by kind of just packing up and taking in the morning air it was chilly this morning yeah, we and we were trying to prepare for what we thought was going to be a very challenging hike based on what was read in one of the visitor's guides. Yeah, it was something along the lines of um, it gradually uh, goes uphill. Lots and- of loose rocks. You're going to have to grab rocks to pull your body up in some parts. So yeah, we said, were ready for the day. It said that you would have to use your upper body to pull yourself up <laughs> over these rocks. And so before we did the hike, though, we had to drive to the other side of the Bighorn Mountains. So we were camped on the southeastern side. And we had to go to the western side of the Bighorn Mountains. And along our drive, we actually saw a couple moose. Yeah. It was like maybe a mama and a older child. (laughs) It was definitely a mama and a little bit older child. Um, It was a um, young bull moose that had very very little set of antlers on it in velvet still um so it was it was cool to see and it was right alongside the road they were feeding right in the in the ditch there along along the road so we got a couple pictures stopped by and uh 
snagged a few picks with the yeah, phone. Yeah, they didn't. We got, I mean, close with our car, and they just kind of kept on going at their grass. Eventually, they went away, but yeah. we stayed in our car, as anyone should when they're near wildlife. Especially a mama and her, um, her baby, so definitely watch out for those protective mothers and stay a good distance away. Even Daisy was like more intrigued by the moose than than anything. I don't think she's ever seen one before, so <laughs> she probably didn't know what to do with that. <laughs> but yeah, we continued driving after we got a couple pictures. And we went um down a dirt road. You actually go down Highway 16 until you get to the um Trail 27. And you take that, it's a dirt road, and then you take um, Trail 24 for quite a ways. It's like close to an hour drive, or maybe was, even an hour and a half. Yeah, it was probably more of an hour and a half. Yeah. And that's because you can only go 10 to 20 miles an hour on the road. And that's because it's a very rough road, and it's definitely made for, I guess, uh, high-clearance vehicles. I mean, you could probably get by with a lower clearance car or something, but it would be it would be difficult. Um, there's a lot of rocks, ruts, and just potholes along the way. So, four wheel drive is also I would recommend it. Um, not necessary. Uh, there was. Some people that looked like they had some vans that did not have four-wheel drive that were going down the road, but um, it was one of those roads where it was just very rough going, so it took us quite a while. Yeah, and there was um, there's a handful of horse trailers that we passed along the way, So, and it's a narrow road, so when you're coming by other people, you need to give time to let one or the other pass. Yeah, there's a at the end of the road there's a horse camp. And I think that was why there were so many horse trailers. Um it was a pretty big horse camp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was um when we got there actually we passed the trailhead. So Lily Lake trailhead was not marked. So we stopped in at this one trailhead which we thought, "Oh, maybe this is it." Didn't it wasn't marked or anything, so we kept going, and that's when we got to that um, horse camp. And then we knew we went too far, because the magazine had said that... Um, Lily Lake is about a half a mile before this. Right, yeah. So, and that's exactly where that trailhead that we had originally stopped at was. So we ended up going back there, and yeah, sure enough, it was. So, um... It wasn't quite the trail that was described in that magazine, though. Yeah, not at all. I mean, nonetheless, it was still a beautiful hike. I mean, it opened up into these gorgeous valleys, and you see a beautiful lake with a beautiful mountain view, and a, people were fishing in the lake. There are a lot of four-wheelers that use this trail as well. It's open to four-wheelers and horses. We didn't pass any horses on our trail, but... We had a handful of four-wheelers go by us. Yeah, so just yeah, be aware that it's multi-use if you do go and um, 
hike it, but there were definitely no instances where we had to use our upper body to pull ourselves over rocks. <laughs> no, not at all. It was one of the easier hikes we've done in a while. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, it was pretty much gradual <laughs> uphill the whole time. I wasn't even sweating by the time we sat down to eat our lunch, and it, it just felt like a very easy hike to us. Yeah, I would rate it, like, I guess since we've been used to doing some more of these mountain hikes, I would rate it as more of a moderate hike. Because it wasn't, like, super easy, but it was, yeah. I guess, relatively speaking for what we expected out in the mountains, it was easy. Yeah, for us. If it's your first time, it would have been very difficult. Or if you're just not used to kind of, you know, stepping over some rocks and stuff. And it was more, yeah, stepping over rocks and not really, you know, scrambling by you know, no, needing to really use your upper body at all. It was more like steps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really was. But it was still, like, gorgeous views. Um, there was plenty of uh, people going out to camp in the area. And it, I would totally go back to backpack in that area. The mountain views were just gorgeous. The mountain air is refreshing. Yeah, and one thing we debated doing was after we realized this was a bit easier hike than we anticipated, and we got it done in you know, a short amount of time, we in, we debated whether or not we should keep hiking into the Cloud Peak Wilderness, which went up the mountains more, and we had met a couple guys, um, well, one of the guys whose family was camping out there, and this is where we kind of sat down to take our lunch just past the lake. And they had a big tent out there. We were kind of wondering, you know, if it was... I thought it was a glamping tent at first. Yeah, you did say that. <laughs> and then and then we're like, no, it can't be glamping because that's probably the wilderness out there. Because the ATV trail ended. And then um, we thought, okay, maybe people went back there in horses and sent a, set up a big camp. So then this guy comes on his ATV... And mentions to us that, yeah, actually his whole family is back there. Um, his parents are actually from the area. Well, they're not originally from the area, but what was it? His mom or something or his grandma met someone yes. in Buffalo, Wyoming, which is next to the Bighorn Mountains here. And never came back, basically. <laughs> so Yeah, just kind of fell in love with the area yeah. and a guy here. So they come back and go backpacking in the mountains every year. Yeah. So he said usually it was just kind of him and his wife. Um, but this year it was 32 people in the family that came out. So that's quite a few. And he said some of them rode ATVs in, some of them backpacked in. Um, and we actually passed this guy previously on the trail. He was going the opposite way back out towards his car on his ATV with his wife and a baby. He was taking his wife and baby out because baby was sick and couldn't be out camping anymore. But this baby couldn't have been any older than eight months old. And baby was out there camping and then riding back in a four-wheeler. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then he ended up giving us some good information about um, some of the hikes that we that we could have done if we had some more time or felt up to the challenge about going up to those peaks. Um, and they sounded awesome, but then at that point in the day, it was already like about 1130, and those yeah. hikes would have taken a good seven, eight hours round trip. Yeah, and so we we weren't really... You know, up for that. And we didn't um, have our headlamps with us. Yeah, so we decided not to do that and just do a casual hike around the lake. Um, so we we went around the lake and stopped actually at this point um, and filtered some water. Daisy took a swim. And we just sat and relaxed and enjoyed the mountain views. And then we decided it was, you know, time to head back and casually made our way back and then um, went down that dirt road again. Yeah, back down the dirt road. Felt took a lot us, quicker on the way out. Yeah. I think it only took us an hour that time to get out, but it was still quite the journey um, down that road. I mean, <laughs> you kind of get that with a lot of the dirt roads in the forest, though, is... Sometimes they're not always um, the best-kept um, roads, so they're they're a bit rugged sometimes. Yeah, and then we got back on the highway, and we found a really cool brewery in Ten Sleep. Yep, Ten Sleep Brewing. It was awesome. It had a very beautiful red canyon backdrop and you can't really miss it it's right off the highway it's kind of standalone nothing else is around it yeah so as you're going west on 16 i believe it is um once you go through the town of 10 sleep it's right on the other end so it's like the last thing in town before you get to kind of nothingness it's definitely like a, uh, it's a climber's brewery. They sell um, a couple like climbing gear books in there, I noticed. And um, they just, it's a huge climbing community like that they have there. There's a big festival that they do there every year. Um, so that was kind of fun to see. Yeah, and they don't advertise it, but they do allow camping at the brewery too. We found that out um, from a guy that's uh, staying at this site who is on his motorcycle and he camped there. Um, he said it was five bucks, but he said, you know, if you go in and buy a couple pints of beer, they don't charge you for the camping. They give you your five bucks back. So that's a cool deal. And that's the other thing. Their beer was actually really cheap for a brewery. It was only $4 for their IPA. Yeah, it was it was a great deal. And they did make this one lemonade ale, too, that you had sampled. Yeah, it was quite refreshing. They just put lemonade concentrate in a glass and then pour their, I think it was a wheat beer into it. Yeah, it was it was super refreshing. Very refreshing on a summer day. Yeah, cuz it was it was almost 90 when we were there and yeah. sunny. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a great brewery, so if you're in that area, go check them out. They had um 
quite a variety of beers. Um, kind of your standard um, American ales. I mean, you had Porter, IPA, Pale Ale, um, a couple other ones. And after we did the brewery, we kind of went on the road again and found a campsite in a city, actually. Yeah, basically, it was in the middle of a neighborhood, and it's all free, which was really cool, and you don't come across those very often. Yeah, it was all sponsored by the city and made free for the city, and I don't know, when we were driving there, though, I mean, it was like, it was forever since we had seen a town before then. Yeah. So... I don't know, maybe maybe part of it's because they want to get some more people coming through the city. Yeah, they think, oh, people are going to come to this campsite and then they'll come to our grocery store and they'll come to our restaurant. Yeah, so it was, well, I think the thing that attracted us most was that they had free showers. Yeah, that's unheard of too at free campsites. Yeah. So usually, like, they have, like, coin-operated showers where it's, like, a buck for, like, a couple minutes or something like that. But, yeah, this one was totally free, shower-free campsite. Yeah, it very much looked like your county campground. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it was more, actually, it was kind of more just, like, a parking lot in a way. But not paved or anything. It was kind of, like, a gravel lot with, um these i guess it was wood chipped like um tent areas um so you could fit like rvs in there too and then you could i mean there was just random cars and tents and stuff and vans we when we got here we went over and started chatting with this this couple they have this giant blue van and they're from Switzerland, and they live in their van. They shipped it over here from Switzerland. Yeah, the van's name is Emma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got to we got to chat with them for a bit. We also got to chat with a couple from Australia. Yeah, who also well, they don't live in their car, but they are huge travelers. They did live on a sailboat for seven years. They met seventeen years. Seventeen years. Um, and now they kind of just travel here and there, but they had a, I mean, their setup is so cool too. They have a tent connected to their car. So they sleep in the back of their car, but then the tent's connected and they still have like this giant space to stand up in it. They have the, one of those tents where the back hatch of the car is open and then the tent goes around it and comes out the back basically. So... That was cool. Then we also saw another guy with one of those rooftop tents that pops open. Yeah. And then you have a ladder to climb up and you sleep on top of your car in the tent. Yeah. We don't see those very often because they're a little more expensive, but that's a really neat setup too. And they have a baby with them as well. Yeah. (laughs) And then the people behind us were actually just um, a guy in a van... Um, it was a minivan, and then um, the other guy with him just had, like, a little tent that he set up outside. And then the guy that I had mentioned also is uh, the motorcycle guy. So, yeah, it was a uh, 
quite the, I guess, the variety of camping styles that we have here. Yeah, yeah, it was fun to see this little community of campers and all the different ways that you can camp to be comfortable and what your preference is. Yeah, and just, yeah, people from everywhere, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of does it for tonight, I guess. We'll see where we get to tomorrow. Yeah. And we're going to keep enjoying this free campsite. We had some hot dogs, and um, we had a mountain house meal for the first time. Since we haven't done any backpacking yet, we figured we might as well eat one of those since we've... Yeah. You know, been eating everything else. Change it up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we're very prepared for backpacking with our food, but haven't gotten there yet. (laughs) Yeah, there's just so much land out here to see that we've been driving a lot. So that's about all. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hiking Through Life podcast. Peace, love, and hike through life.